Okay, this is not just an episode for women. I know the title might be a dead giveaway. <laughs> Lots of things. Well, who knows what we'll title it by the time it goes live. Yes, so. but we are talking about uh, the Proverbs 31 woman, but more so we are talking about some of the things that we struggle with, I think, as believers, married couples who are believers, uh, mm. and we have these ideas and things that we're striving for that maybe even we found in the Bible, and we think that this is something that we're supposed to be doing, hmm. and maybe it's not. Maybe it's less about doing, more about being. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to go through our uh, heart check. We got lots to do today, so we are excited to see you on the other side to do all that. You can't do it on this side. Got to do it on that side. So we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. side friends <laughs> oh yeah how is ryan's it? here too how is it ryan's on this side were you on, oh, you weren't on the other side it's been basking in the other side goodness <laughs> <laughs> i gotta be honest and i'm sorry listeners today's been a bit of a i don't know i feel so spent today and so hopefully are you that, feeling melancholy i am i'm okay. feeling a little melancholy <laughs> I'll, I'll let you i'll let you no yeah i don't know i just i'm Hopefully it doesn't come through. Obviously we want to give you our best listeners, but I'm just being honest. I feeling I feel like I just and I didn't, but I feel like I just like had a really hard cry and I'm exhausted. <laughs> you did cry a little bit today. We did talk we about, were some talking stuff, about some crying, hard things. And we looked up that video on YouTube, best cry ever. <laughs> you did. <laughs> that didn't make you cry. It makes me laugh. There's just some things that have been online I think that have been ultra emotional for us. So anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just whatever. Just shut up. <laughs> Just deal with your own. Uh, okay. We are going to talk about a lot of things today, but before we do that, let's do our housekeeping mm-hmm. real quick. Of course. So thanks to listeners, raters, and reviewers. If you haven't yet, please do rate and review on iTunes. That means a lot to us. It helps other people. gets the word out. Secondly, if you want to support this podcast, you can do that through patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Uh, that partnership, I think, is very, it's the most biblical way. I don't want to say it's the only way, but we, we just, it just feels good for this podcast. Me, he, Meaning that people who listen to it are the ones supporting it. Yeah. We don't have any ads. We don't do anything like that. We have transcriptions now because of our <gasps> Patreon supporters. Those are um, we're working out the best way to, to present those. If you feel like you want to be on mission with us, you can do that. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. We just ask two things. You pray about it. And if God leads you um, through prayer, that you would act on uh, his leadership. So finally, if you have any questions or hear anything that prompts a question, you can ask. Go to FierceMarriage.com slash podcast. There's a button there. There's also a phone number. You can call or text 571-333-1120. You are tired. 971-333-1120. Oh my goodness. It's 971. Not five. You might get someone else. <laughs> Who knows? But go for it, Who? you know? A little phone Tell call about roulette. Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. <laughs> Um, so 971-333-1120. And thank you to those who have listened and who have rated and given reviews. I said that. I didn't hear it. I said it real quick. Okay. Well, I'm just going to emphasize again. <laughs> okay. A little goes a long ways, people. Do it. All right. We're going to jump into our heart check. I like jumping. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> We're going to talk heart about check our is, heart check. Heart check I'm is this. getting there. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, just, can we just record the podcast already? <laughs> Ryan I want to go take a nap. He's in a hurry here. We haven't had food. I need a banana. He's hangry. <laughs> hangry and tired. <laughs> so am I. And I'm pregnant. So we're just going to push through. Okay. All right. So what book is in your hand? This heart. This is a heart check. So it, has, it consists of three questions. We do this on occasion just to kind of give you insight into our little lives. I don't know. Sometimes passing on a good book <clears> is really <throat> fun to do, too. That I only take people like that have told me about books, usually, mm-hmm. or that have posted them on Instagram, and I value their input. Then I will like look into it yeah i won't just go on amazon and look for a book but anyways what book is in your hand this is our check the first question second question what voice is in your ear and third what is stirring in your heart so what voice is in your ear could be anything from worship to podcasts to a preaching preacher <laughs> or even music yeah <laughs> yeah so this is a good tool if you want to connect with your spouse too if you guys are hitting a bit of a a ceiling in your yeah. communication. This helps. Yeah. Okay. So what book is in my hand? I'll just start. I'm reading Reformed Dogmatics Volume 2 by... <laughs> 
<laughs> Herman <reading>. Herman Bovink. <laughs> it's it sounds it's, Hoity-toity, it's because puffy, I'm puffy. I'm going Just to kidding. school online and no, it's, it's amazing. Yes, you've shared awesome. a lot with me, and I've been encouraged by it and challenged. And yeah, it's deep, deep stuff. Had that some good conversations around it. Deep, big truths that I feel like have impacted every aspect of how I read the Bible and how yeah. I. Um, talk to you and how I worship and how I pray. I mean, it's profound. I just wish we had more of this in our lives earlier, to be honest. Would, um, would you say this was the book that was caught, like bringing vocabulary to kind of things and big truths that you yeah. understood? Or is this not the, that yes one? And no, uh, yeah. you're reading a lot of books right now. Yeah. Another one I'm reading is um, I would highly recommend the, the reform dogmatics. I think you kind of have to be geared up for it this one however i'm going to recommend is a i think is a much more accessible read and it's called um god's word alone it's by matthew barrett it's an amazing it's just basically reviewing the doctrine of sola scriptura all the way back to the early reformers and it's unbelievable how he he draws lines between like historical context and today and why god's word is still the defining authority and the ultimate authority in the world, in the, in the Christian life especially, but really in the world in general. So I'm reading that, yeah. Nice. And as far as the voice that's in my ear, um, I've been listening to a lot of Blessed by a Broken Heart. <laughs> it's <laughs> not what you think, fight. people. It's, it's not what you think. Go look that one up it's on not what you think. It's not the reason I'm melancholy today. It's the reason I have energy today. It's, it's an awesome um, kind of like really kind of funny, awesome metal band with a lot of synth. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I think we've kind of bonded over that. That's not a spiritual thing. I mean, as far as it's okay to have I've, fun things, I've been listening. But spiritual uh, things can but be usually the voice too. in your ears, like who's speaking into your life in a I way know. that's bringing growth. And uh, sometimes you just gotta like honestly, you have been out. that voice in my ear. Aww. You have been so encouraging to me, and you minister to me in profound ways. And so, yeah, you've, you you're you're in there. You're right in there. Thank you. With those with those rock stars, <laughs> stirring in my heart. Um, Honestly, I'm just struggling with trusting God's word even more mm. and trusting because a lot of times we approach God's word. Speaking of Sola Scriptura, <laughs> God's word alone, the book, uh, we, we approach it with this, okay, it must satisfy my requirements for me to deem it as true and mm. worthwhile and useful. Hmm. That's not how we're supposed to approach God's word, <laughs> right? It's is we it bears its authority on us. We listen to what it says. We don't put it through our labyrinth of qualifications to make it worthwhile in our own hearts and minds. So that's what I've been reading, and it's been great. And that's what's, that's what's been stirring my heart. Honestly, is is having more of a faith that is true faith and not faith that is propped up by reason. Huh. So now it's your turn. That's interesting. I think that's been. I feel like that's been the core of our conversation mostly. Is <laughs> just. Like, what is faith and what does it look like? Because we grew up with knowing God, right? Our whole Yeah, in lives. theory, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I haven't really gotten to know him until the last decade. Sure. Even though I grew up, quote unquote, in a Christian okay. household. My well, parents are great, but God has just been faithful in calling me yes. even now. And part of that is just like human development too, I think, right? Like when we're young, I think that's why we're so adamant about teaching our kids about the things of God, like putting words to things so quickly in vocabulary and like filling their brains as little file cabinets so that when they're maybe not as old as us, they'll, they'll have those words to, for God to be able to bring some truth to. So that's the hope and prayer. Anyways, what book is in your hand? I've got to always, um, new mercies, new morning mercies by Paul Tripp. Incredible. I don't read every day, but it's great because I don't have to feel guilty about that. But when I do read it, it knocks my socks off. I'd say I'd read it about three <laughs> or four times a week. It's just, it's super good. He's it's so good intense at making and awesome. deep truths so clear yes, and applicable. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, second book is um, Homeschooling Bravely. I don't know if I mentioned that. Anyways, it's a really great book of, uh, yeah, teaching your kids with confidence, like resting in the Lord. Um, knowing that, you know, this is a calling and it's not always like some, it's not just something we're doing to avoid certain things or whatever. So, by the um, way, we do have other fun books in our hands too. These books we consider fun, but they're, I mean, there's nothing like a good fiction book to carry you away. Yes. Right now in the season we're in, there's not as much time for those, that sort of reading. I feel like I'm reading. Well, we were. And I mean, I, I just finished all the light we cannot see. And that was intense. It was a big book. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm ready for, he's an incredible writer. It was just hard to like stomp through, but then (laughs) I'm like, I'm too far. I can't stop. (laughs) 
everybody's raved about this <laughs> yeah. so i guess chalk it up to me and my pregnancy brain being mm. like i feel like i need more so looking for that next fiction i've really enjoyed sorry i'm interrupting and taking okay. over your thing but i've really enjoyed essays and short yeah. stories yeah I feel like that's a really, it's like almost episodic way of, of approaching the Maybe text. Maybe that's what we've been doing. Because we've been doing a lot of read aloud at our house. And I've been reading to the girls. Yeah. Um, What's that book? That, that book's awesome. Oh, Old World Echoes. Old World, yeah. Echoes. It's, with it's a our, tongue twister. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, we were reading Norse mythology. It's just a collection of, of short stories. And um, it's been really great. Really great. Bringing up some good mm. questions. Yeah. Um, what voices in my ear? Gosh, this is going long. Sorry, guys. Voices in my ear. Uh, just worship music. Honestly, we've been re- we've been listening to is it Ross King because we're learning scripture memory uh, with our s- school. And anyways, Genesis one one through twenty seven, the girls know it because it's a song and it's yeah. been awesome. And I listen to it and then I read the scripture and it's in King James and it's so poetic and amazing. So, boom, there you go. Boom. All right. Uh, what's stirring in your heart? I'm just trying to figure out. I'm anticipating life with a new baby and what that's going to look like. So, full disclaimer, this episode is being recorded in, in advance. Pre-recorded. So, by the time this actually goes out, we're probably going to be taking some time off. We wanted to have the podcast carry on without us. <laughs> so, actually, you're in the moment thinking yeah. we're going to have a baby, but we, when people hear this, we'll probably have a baby. Have a baby, God yes. willing. And if everything goes according to plan, we will have a child, new child in our arms. Yes, by the time this airs. Out with the old and with the new. <laughs> the older ones are ready. <laughs> they can go. They can go. They've been taught. They've been taught at uh, three and five years old. They're ready. Ready to go. So anyways, okay. how those, those just a fun conversation to, you know, check in with your spouse. When you go on a date, put your mm-hmm. phones down, ask each other these questions, talk about it. And if you don't have a book in your hand or a voice in your ear, I think it's a good reminder that maybe you should maybe mm. get a book in your hand and, and somebody speaking into your life. Mm. A voice in your ear oftentimes is somebody in your life or a pastor. Um, that you maybe listen to on your commute or whatnot. Yeah. Maybe it's the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Who knows? Who knows? All right. And I never plug ours. I just kind of am like, listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because they are listening to a podcast. They are listening. So. <laughs> hey, good for you. Oh, the listener. irony. Oh, right. the irony. So I, a while ago, I wrote a post about uh, this idea of a Proverbs 31 woman um, because I had kind of been hit with a new truth about it and a new revelation around it. Um, I think we, I, I get demoralized. I used to get demoralized reading this. It's a you tall, know, as, it's a tall bill, right? Well, yeah. As a woman, a wife, a mom, like tall there's, order. there's all these cultural and just societal expectations. Do this, be this, show this, you know, have all these things. Don't show weakness. Don't be ugly. And then, but then on the flip side. <laughs> don't be ugly. That's not in there. <laughs> in culture and society's what? expectations, nobody wants to see you're ugly, right? Oh my on goodness. On social media. Is that just me? Maybe it's just me. <laughs> But then there's the flip side. So that, offensive. Not, you can't help it if you're ugly. <laughs> I'm ugly. I feel like I'm ugly and I can't help it. I have a lot of ugly parts of me. You're not. Anyways, the yeah. flip side of that too is there's also there's always this like beautiful mess that Ryan just loves, um, which is often an attempt to be transparent, cheek. but oftentimes it just glorifies the mess rather than simply like, okay, stating I'm in this hard time of my life. Mess, yeah. But God, right? So there's this part of me that is just like, how do I connect this godly woman to my day-to-day life? Like, how do I understand who she is, who this person is being that is being described? How How is she a part of my life with three kids, you know, like a newborn, a preschooler, and a almost elementary school age kid? Like, how does this all work out and connect? Um, so this blog post really has just come from a new revelation that I felt like God opened my heart and my eyes to. And again, this is, you'll hear a lot about Proverbs 31, but I think the real, the real, uh, there's probably two big ideas here that can be applied to both husband and wife. Um, the first one is that the stuff in scripture, this, this particular scripture is, is not prescriptive. It's not do these things and then you will have this. It's descriptive. It's, this is what happens when this other truth is being lived out. Right. When Jesus is, when Jesus is who he is supposed to be in your life, this is the fruit that you will see. And I think that's true across the board, right? Not just as a wife, not just as a mom or... Yeah, I mean, it, to, to, use a, um, to use another example, right, to make the same, to make the same point. In yeah. Titus 1, we have the qualifications of elders, right? Mm-hmm. And this is more of a, a man-focused one, right? And so it's kind of, the, I think, the inverse of this is that these are not qualifications to prescribe to men who want to aspire to be elders. This is a description of a man who is worthy of the elder 
an elder is a biblical word for like pastor, right. caretaker, overseer, shepherd, uh, bishop. They're all kind of synonymous here. And so it's, I don't want to get hung up on terms, but the point is, is that if someone's going to lead in the church, in the, in the actual body of the church, mm. there has to be this, there has to, they have to be described by this, you know, by this body of text mm-hmm. in Titus 1. It's the same thing here in Proverbs 31. And that's right. what you're saying is right. that, but the, but the inverse is true. We'll read it and say, uh, what is it? We'll just start with Proverbs 31. What, what verse we got 31 here? 31.10 is where we kind of start. 31.10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. And so our the way we read that is we say, oh, I want to be an excellent wife. You would read that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to be an excellent wife. Okay, so how, and so all of a sudden we're running it through our filter of excellence. Right. How do we, how, how can we be an excellent person right. like we feel like we're called to be oh it means i need to strive more it means i need to work harder right means i need to do all these things and instead that excellence is already there and he's just describing this right right, right. Um, obviously there's a lot well, more to it than that but yeah. yeah and i think yeah and the truth the truth here that i i think i shared in my blog post was that um that we we are because of who christ is like right i i am you know an excellent wife because christ has transformed and helped me become who he wants me to be which Mm. is is described in these verses right not saying that this is the only thing for a wife but Hmm. there's there's again and i think sorry i'm trying to go back because you define your terms differently right like the world may describe something as excellent that the lord may say is not excellent right and so the world may describe something as excellent that the lord does not say is excellent is what you're saying i just want to reiterate that yes it felt yeah, I got backwards. confused. Okay, I'm tired. I got confused. Okay, I just got to... I'm know. pregnant. I'm always confused. <laughs> not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, now I'm really confused. No. But, okay, so, again, we're defining our terms of, of being within the Bible. Mm. We're talking about, you know, this is uh, the words of a king, an oracle that his mother taught him. You know, she, oh, the mother is trying to paint this picture of... of a godly wife and saying, these are the things that are going to come out of a, not come out. That sounds so like, this is the fruit that is going to be born from a wife who fears the Lord. And Mm. these, these are things that will happen and that will come to pass because of who she is, because of who God has, because of who God is to her. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Uh, I never caught that before that it's an Oracle that his mother, King Lemuel, yeah. His mother taught him. Right there. So he is, he's not just spouting this off and saying, hey, listen, ladies. No. This is the woman that fears the Lord, and this is why she's amazing. He's saying that my mom taught me this. Right. Taught me, like, this is the descriptor. Mm. These are descriptions of a woman who fears the Lord. Right. So what's the focus on there? It's not on becoming this woman. It's on fearing the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is a, I mean... On every level of the Christian life, that's where we need to find ourselves. Right. The Bible teaches the, the fear, fear of the Lord, Lord is, is the beginning of wisdom. Right. Fearing the Lord is nothing more than saying, and it's everything that goes into saying, God, you are God and I am not. Yes. I am human. You are not. I am imperfect. You are holy. Mm-hmm. You are huge. I am tiny. You are powerful. I am weak. You are everything that I can't be. You are God. Therefore, I will let you be God. Yeah. I am no longer going to be God by my, I'm not going to try and be God and try to, um, and act like I've got it together, but right. instead I'm going to trust you to be the Lord of my life. Right. I'm going to trust you to save me. I can't save myself. Right. And I think that's the same tendency here in marriage as being a woman in womanhood or manhood. Right. Yeah. We, we tend to say, I am the, the, this is our, this is our, <laughs> I am, well, this is the symptom of our culture, right? I am the decider of my destiny. Yeah. I am in control of what I become as a person, both in terms of my character, my career, yeah. the life I've built, anything like that. That's not the Christian right. way. Right. The Christian way is God is in control. I am not. And he is the one that creates the change and creates the transformation right. well, from the inside out, not the outside in. Which is, which requires that sweet submission and just, um, I can't think of the word, res- resignation yeah. um, to to the God, to God and the gospel. Like when has the gospel ever been something that we strive for? Right. And mm-hmm. we, we so easily just fall into that stream of, of thought. And, you know, as I went back and read all of these verses through that lens of, I don't have to strive. Like this is, 
um, this is who I am. My heart was lifted. The weight mm. was shifted. It, it mm. wasn't, again, it's not on me anymore. It's That's on really him. good. That's really good. Let's, why don't we just go ahead and read? Yeah, I don't think it. we've read through it yet. Perfect. <laughs> um, so Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 31. Uh, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the, to the distaff. Distaff. Not sure what that is. And her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. For all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, as, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So, wow. Okay, so there's so much happening in that scripture. There's, yeah, there's a lot of specifics, but I think they're kind of grouped together in right. like, this is what she does. This is what she puts her hands to. This is what she's not afraid of, and like her personality. Not wow. personality. I, wouldn't, I don't want to go that far. Yeah, but um, but it, her her um, her like inclinations, right, yes. because of who she is. Right, right. So, But I hear this, and this is what we're trying to kind of push against today is you, you I mean, I read this stuff, it's like, uh, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. I know. And I'm like, uh, we have a newborn. How do I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm getting up in the night and I'm feeding my kid. But I'm not feeding anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And she goes and she opens her hand to the poor and she reaches out her hands to the needy. And right. she does not. Her lamp part does of, not go out well, at night. Part of me she thinks, is like up working. Part and, of me thinks this is like an all at once does this all the time thing, right? But I don't I don't necessarily think that's always the case. I think again, the 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 mother who's speaking here to her son, like this oracle that he is like memorized basically is is this idea of of this is this is what she you will see her doing. You know, mm. you'll see her making these things. You'll see her with a generous spirit. She will have a generous spirit. But she if will... we read it as a list of to do's Right. And this right. is this is really corny, but our friend Kyle says it all the time. It's not a list of to do's, it's a list of ta da's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> because it's almost like it's look at this. Like this is already gospel. here. Yeah. It's already this is the way she is. It's not the it's not what you need to strive to be. This is right. this is already a description of who she is. And like you said, it's not a it's not an all inclusive all the time thing. It's right. a you know in in moments, you'll you'll recognize like she is maybe up late at night because she is laboring for her her household, right. or she is you know she's not her hand is not closed to the poor and the needy. She is open and generous to these people. This is just describing. It's not that she except really does all these chores, goes out, serves the poor, right. goes and does these things all every day right. for the rest of her life. Right. But still, I think that the emphasis is is on the fact that this is a description and not a prescription. Right. Absolutely. And I think that. Again, there's there's attributes that the the mother is trying to show her son, like this, hmm. the heart of her husband trusts her. He will have no lack and no gain, like no lack of gain. You know, her husband praises her. her like basically her husband is known in the gates and when he sits among the elders of the land. And I, Sorry, that's a really interesting really, thing because I talked about elders earlier right. and how... Because we're going to talk about husbands a little bit well, here. Being, so. Yeah, and being an elder, you're in a place of visibility, I think. Sure. And it, by by virtue of being an elder, you it is saying another full list of things like this right, that box. are describing right. the kind of person that he is, right? And right. therefore, the kind of person that she has attracted, or the kind of person that he is attracted. Look how they're both attracted to each other, right? And it's so it's, if you do these things, then you should attract <laughs> no, a hus- an elder husband, right? <laughs> <laughs> in other words, a, a spiritual leader and yes. a leader in your community. But that's not that's and not what's being not said what's here, yeah. and that I think that's been such a 
a revolution revo- <laughs> revelation revolution yeah it's been a revolution too in my life <laughs> um but you know you grow up hearing this in the church maybe and seeing this of this is the proverbs 31 woman these are the things that she does and we start striving for those things instead of striving to know the lord and and understand who he is and know who we are because of who he is we as wives can be generous to the poor because we are secure in god as our provider right we mm. we can be loving wow. and, and go ahead that's just i mean that is a huge thing that because it's so easy just to be like oh yeah that's the christianese pat answer to it but when you're generous outside of your means yeah you're doing that from a place that is non-existent here in this world, right? Yeah. And it's not that you have to be foolish, okay? Right. But if God is leading you to give generously to somebody in your community, say it's a neighbor, mm-hmm. and it, and you don't have time to sit down with her, mm-hmm. you don't have time to sit down and help her, take her, let her kids come over so she can go, right. you know, do maybe run an errand, or you don't have time to serve them. Right. But if you're generous to her out of a place yeah. that is based in the gospel, yeah. it's coming from a well that's not, it doesn't terminate in you. It ends in mm. Christ. It's bigger, deeper, purer, so cleaner, good. clearer water. Sure. So good. And so I think, I just don't want to gloss over that. If, you, if you're able to give, like this says, or, you know, yeah. open your hand to the poor, yeah. give to the poor. That means just serve your community, give out of your resources to others, even when you can't. That's a sign right. of the gospel in you, yeah. not you just being a good person. Yeah. So true. So true. And I think the one of the harder verses or two that were, they kind of feel weighty again, if your perspective is, mm. this is me doing it, not God doing something in me. And then the fruit is this, this is the fruit that's pouring out is verses 11 and 12. Like the heart of her husband trusts in her and he'll have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. And I'm mm. like, well, I think I was pretty like disrespectful or sassy or was not. <laughs> sassy doing him i was not doing you good salty you're getting you get salty that's salty yes i was not doing you good i was doing you harm and yet god still uses those moments right he's so faithful to use those moments to transform our hearts to help us to repent Mm. to come back to our husband and say i'm sorry i was wrong in this area and even the husband coming back to his wife and saying you know i was i was trying to do this and i ignore i was not paying attention to you or I was not being a good loving husband and I was engaged with other things and I'm coming back to you. Right. So there's, there's just this, Hmm. I think marriage just provides such a good bedrock for us to see the fruit of God, the true, not true fruit, but just the fruit of God to be Hmm. produced in our lives. Like it's so evident, I think within the marriage covenant, because Right. There's just that consistency of your marriage partner, right? You're not like, it's not different relationships. Yes, you can see fruit You're in not able to just bounce from surface to surface right. to surface. You're this always, forces you to go deeper. Right. You're always with this person. So they're, yeah. they're, 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 there's familiarity. There's a consistent like knowing of each other <laughs> Yeah. that I think is, is just one unique aspect of how um, mm. knowing God is really just a way of, uh, it's the means of which like, the spiritual fruit is produced in our lives. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because is if this. This, is a, if this is a description <laughs> right. of maybe uh, of Christ in us, right? Of the gospel. Like, so you, we were going to go through and we're not going to reread it, but we're going to talk through it yeah. through the lens of the gospel. But what does the gospel actually say about us? Let's just, we always need these reminders. Yeah. We always need to be pointed back to Christ because I'm so good at we forgetting just, Yeah, we the look gospel. at ourselves so fast and so quick. Colossians, one of my favorite books in the Bible, and it's in Colossians 3, 3. It says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Then Christ, who is your life, appears. Then you also will appear with him in glory. The, I mean, our life... So we talked in the, in the recent episode, we talked about Adam and Eve in the garden hiding mm. because of their sin, right? Mm-hmm. They, were, they were naked and unashamed, then they sinned, and then they, were, they hid and they were ashamed. Yeah. And they were still naked, and God clothed them right. in grace. He Graciously, I'll say. Right. Um, he actually created skin clothes for them. Yeah. Um, okay, so we they were hiding, right? And then I saw someone tweet recently, just as Adam and Eve hid behind the trees in the garden, now we hide behind the tree of the cross. Mm. Now we hide behind another tree. It's Christ on the cross, and yeah. we are hidden in Christ. That's what Paul's saying here to the Colossians, for you have died. Yeah. And your life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Right. So that's an amazing reminder of what it means to actually, yes, we're dead in our sin, right. but then our life is hidden in Christ and right. we are raised with him. Renewed. And, and renewed and will appear with him in glory. Absolutely. 
how amazing is that? I don't want to lose track of the amazingness of the gospel <laughs> because what are we without the gospel, right? We're right. not, we're not right. Christians. We're not anything. We are nothing without the right. gospel. Right. So let's look at verse nine and 10 again. Um, I guess nine, is it verse 10? You had that. Yeah, in your it notes was verse here. 10. Okay. In, um, Colossians three. Okay. And it says, and, and, okay. So he's talking to the Colossians still says, and you've put off the, and you've, you've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Um, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. Christ is all and in all. Okay, so again, it's putting us our identity back yeah. in Christ, not in our, look at it, not in our nationality, not in our even being one of the people uh, in God's, God's nation. Pe- right, right. Or Greek or Jew or whatever. You're, you're not in your obedience, your circumcision or uncircumcision. Slave or free. Slave or free. Yeah, economic place, whatever. Christ is all and yeah. in all. Okay, so now from that place of identity, we can read this with a totally different mm-hmm. lens. Mm-hmm. And as husbands, okay, this is not just for wives, but as husbands, I can now read it with a different lens too. As I see my wife, it's not a list of things that I want for my wife to perform against. Mm-hmm. It's not a checklist saying, oh, you you made me feel terrible. So you you missed verse four or whatever that is. <laughs> verse 11. Verse 11. <laughs> you did not, you're not the Proverbs 31 woman. So fix that. Will you? And come back and talk to me later. <laughs> no, but now I can say, okay, here's how my wife has done me good right. and not harm all the days of, of her life. How right. she is a blessing to me because she's a gift from God. Right. She is somebody that God joined me with. Right. And so I now I start to see this more of as a description of her and not a list of things that she's either mat- meeting or failing to meet. Right. right. And I think that I, I feel like these are really intentional things, you know, like verse... Um, I just had it. 21. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. So obviously scarlet is a very expensive material. Not saying that like all of God's people are like dressed up to the nines, right? This is not, we're not talking about brands here. We're talking about how she is not afraid of things that she can't control. Mm. And I think that oftentimes as wives, we can fall into this, uh, mindset or heart orientation of being afraid of not mm. having enough, um, which again, there's a lot that can play into that, uh, or being afraid of things that we can't control. You know, she's not afraid of snow. Can she control snow? No, she cannot <laughs> control the weather. She's, but she's not afraid of things for her household because she's clothed mm. in in basically the the riches and provision of God, right? And and that is different than the world. Have you ever? I mean, think about the the opposite extreme of this, right? The wife who is completely off the rails, or even just and the person who's off the rails in terms of fear, like mm-hmm. letting fear run the show. Yeah, I'm always afraid my I'm worried. kids are going to die. Have anxiety. Like, they're going to get injured, or something bad's going to happen to them, yeah. or we're not going to make ends meet this month, right? Or we're going to, you know, there's so so many things where fear can just rule and reign. Mm-hmm. And what? Yes, we're apply. We're we're called to apply wisdom. Yes, we're not going to be idiots. Right. But at the same time, you can't whether or not you're wise or. or or foolish, it's going to snow. Right. Right. <laughs> the difference is who do you trust right. in the snow? Right. Who do you trust in the uncontrollable circumstance? Who do you fear? Right. Who do you fear? The woman who fears the Lord. And it, that's another way of saying you trust yeah. the Lord. Yeah. It's another way you trust him to be God. Yes. You, you, you understand that he's God and you're not. You trust that he's going to take care of your family hmm. in ways that you don't understand maybe. And it might not look the way that you're expecting or wanting or demanding, right? Yeah. But you're trusting in God. She... Again, I just, I love that there are just some intentionalities that are written here, right? She's, she, she opens her hand to the poor. She puts her hands to the staff. She, she's, she's, she's at work. She doesn't take any part. Where was that verse about? There's idleness is not in her. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. So she's not just, she looks well to the ways of her household. I just, I, it's not, she's not just a taskmaster and she's not just task driven either, hmm. but she's looking to the, the, the wellness of her household. And so she's not idle. She can't be not, not when God's saying there's things to be done. And there, there are people that I, children I've given you to, to take care of, right. And to hmm. love and to teach them my ways. There is a husband that needs to be encouraged, to be respected, to be, submitted to in some ways right i know i know i know uh 
that's well. I appreciate your boldness in that because it's what, it's well, what God's word says. Well, and, and some, because yeah, well, obviously there's distortions of that. Yes, but yes. But the but as you know, daughters of Eve, I guess you can say our bent is to want to take that control from our husbands to, to usurper usurp. <laughs> yeah, well, the, that's what God says in His word in Genesis. Like your your desire will be for your husband, but he will rule over you. Mm. And so I think that it, that's God's way of loving us, right, and giving us instruction and clarity on how to. Uh, respond to to his word and how the holy spirit empowers us and helps us to respond to his word and the holy spirit produces this fruit in us to not be Mm. idle like not being idle is good not being just comfortable and (laughs) i I better rein it in a little bit (laughs) but there are things that god has for us to do and it's going to take time and energy and it's going to cause us it's going to make us have to die to some of our parts of ourselves and that's good. That so is here's good. the here's the dance that we must dance right now, okay? Because <laughs> it can easily sound like we're saying the opposite of what we already said, Uh-oh. meaning that, hey, these things are good now. Be okay with this, but okay, it's <laughs> true. Yep, you need to be okay with looking to the well to the ways of your household because right. that's what God's word says. And and but you know, we can do we that. We nuance. It. But here's the thing. Yeah. That only comes from a place of security and identity that's outside of the household itself. Nailed it. So. All of these things are worthy pursuits, okay? They're not things, and we're not saying, like, just be lazy and just let wherever the cards fall, however you feel like being, just hope and pray that God turns (laughs) you into the person you're supposed to be. Right. There's an aspect of sanctification in the Christian life that is part of salvation. Like, it's not part of salvation, but part of the gospel is, yes, you've called out of death, that's salvation. You've been saved by no work of your own, by grace alone, and by faith alone, in Christ alone. That is the salvation part of the gospel. Then the, the other part of it is, Now, go make disciples. Let's be disciples. Let's follow, actually follow the footsteps of Christ. That's the part that, that it all comes down to the source, okay? So if you look at this and say, wow, I haven't looked well to the ways of my household. Hmm. I'm not, I'm I'm always eating the bread of idleness, whatever that means. Eating your bonbons is what you're doing. Yeah, that's what Selena does all day when I'm working. (laughs) No, She just sits around (laughs) sipping mimosas and eating bonbons. (laughs) Um, oh but, my. but you know, that conviction though, like there's times Absolutely. in my life when I'm like, man, I have been lazy. Okay. I've not, I've not diligently, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, I've not diligently cared for right. what God has entrusted into my care. Right. Okay. That's a sweet conviction. Right. It's not, it's, it's sweet in the sense that I know it's from a loving father. Right. It still hurts because I know that I still need to. Well, there's a deeper issue that you're acknowledging that right. is And happening. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to get God to love me, but right. now I'm looking at it from God has loved me and he's called me and I'm not loving him back in right, this way right. and I, it's okay to love him back intentionally that's what self-control is right. like the, the fruit of the spirit right. self-control love joy peace patience guidance, all yeah. that good stuff so now i can actually turn around and say okay lord you're right mm-hmm. i love you thank you for loving me help me yeah. sanctify me in this way mm-hmm. and so i think there's the two sides to this really right. there's the prescriptive side not prescriptive there's the descriptive side right and then there's the okay here's since it's descriptive where in my heart, if it's not describing me, right. where's my heart? Where am I in some way disbelieving the deeper truth that, of the gospel underneath right. that? Right. That motivation, whether it's so fear or doubt or, so good. you know, or you're not recognizing the full sovereignty and goodness and yeah. bigness of God yeah. that would enact us to act in a certain way. So Sorry, good. I'm going on a tangent here. No, but, it's good, though. I think it's really bringing some clarity just around, you know, this whole idea of fearing the Lord produces fruit. And then what do we do with that fruit? Right. And how are we, how are we handling it? Are we, are we just obsessing with the fruit itself or are we like, are we sharing it? Are we investing it? Are we being stewards of it? Are we partaking of it? Are we doing with it what God wants us to do with it? And in, because of what he has already established in our lives, we are in, we, our identity is in him. It is not, in what we look like it is not in how we act but it is in him and that it's yeah. from that place that we can you know we can see that we don't have to be afraid of things we can't control that we can consider a field right we can we we buy it and the fruit of our hands with the fruit of our hands we plant right it's hmm. it, we can dress ourselves with strength make our arms strong we can do these things not out of a a place of fear or a a, a place of lack but a place of being rooted in Christ, my identity is in him. He is, he is my provision. He is my God. And I can respond to my husband in a way that is not 
harsh. That is not disrespectful. That is not like I'm free to respond to him in that way, even when he doesn't deserve it. And when he's not, Hmm. I'm not feeling it right. Like it's, (laughs) we are not connecting and I don't feel like I should have to be nice to him or loving or kind or gentle or extend any grace to him. Hmm. But because Jesus has done all of those things for me and because he is, yeah, sanctifying me and he is allowing me to walk through some of this discomfort and some fire because of that i can respond to my husband lovingly um beautiful the one of the things that came to mind was it's going to sound out out of left field but first samuel 17 david and goliath okay so i'm david just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the, the, okay so there's a few things here going on i just want to take the Typically, I want to be the hero. <laughs> typically, when people read that, like in Sunday school, you'd read this story and they'd be like, David and Goliath, look at how God used this small, yeah. you know, this small boy, this unlikely hero mm-hmm. to slay this giant and deliver the people of God, right, from this war, right? Yeah. And so we'll read that and be like, hey, you're David. Who's your Goliath? <laughs> yeah. What are you, who's your giant, right? And how can you have more faith? And how can you, how has God prepared you, you know, as David was. You know, he would shepherd the flocks and he would throw it. He would fend off lions and bears. It was preparing him, right, for this moment of truth. (laughs) And so we oftentimes, we read that and we say, I'm David and this is my Goliath and I want to conquer that. (laughs) Well, okay, there's, I think there's some, I think that's maybe a secondary or tertiary way to read that. I think the primary, primary way to read that is that like David, Jesus is our deliverer. Mm. Jesus is the unlikely hero. Jesus is the greater David. Okay, mm. you might have heard that. Goliath is obviously death. It's it's um, it's sin. It's all these things that he came and defeated that. And now as the people of God, we can move forward against the enemy. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's the I think, the, the bigger way to read that. I think you can probably read it in a few different ways and it still be faithful interpretation of scripture and mm-hmm. getting out of it what we're supposed to get out of it. But here's the thing is, a lot of times we forget, okay, we forget that there's that salvation moment where David did slay the giant. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what happened then? God called all the people, all the people ran into battle. Mm-hmm. All the Israelites ran into battle. That was the, that was the, the, uh, the linchpin that basically won the war. And now they had to go through and actually slay the enemy. Mm. Okay, so you're basically saying that it's because of Christ's victory. Mm-hmm. Now I can go forth in confidence doing these actions. Yes. Out of a place of being right out of place, out of a place of being on the winning team because Christ has won the victory, but I'm not just called to sit back and lay back and, and the giant has been slayed, but we still have a battle to fight. How do we fight this battle? Yes. And this is what Proverbs 31 is, is sort of painting the picture of again, this fruit that's produced is, is empowering us to fight these battles. Mm. Like we, it's, I don't want to get up early and take care of my family, but I can, and I get to, and I'm going to, I don't want to, I I'm afraid of things that I can't control. Well, I don't have to, and I'm not going to, because God has already won this battle and I Hmm. am going to trust in his sovereignty. I, you know, there's all, if you just read through these, these verses again, it, it changes everything. It It does. Not it. Jesus. Jesus changes everything. We, we. We are able to be these as a woman and a wife and a, a mom mm-hmm. because of who Jesus is. So let's get personal here. What what are a few ways that you've seen this reality bear weight in your life as a wife? Um, I think I think just the poetry of these verses has been very liberating in the fact that it's not again. It, there are some some specifics, but it's it's really painting a picture of like the generous heart, right, and the mm. the woman who is confident enough and capable enough to consider fields without her Mm. husband, right? Not, not, it's not like I'm doing something behind your back. It's because Mm -hmm. the verse before that is, is he trusts her. Right. And there's no lack. And so there's this, there's this obvious, um, just trust in, in our foundation, in our, in our covenant. Mm. Right. And so I'll tell you something as, I feel like I know you... I'm not. I'm trying to get there, but I'm trying to. It's well, like okay. very ambiguous, and so I don't know how to tangibly say that I've. I've seen you supplies. become this woman. Okay. I've seen you become this woman in many instances, in many ways. I'm not saying that you're. I'm not. I don't want to elevate you to a place of idolatry, but I'm saying I've, I've watched God transform your heart in ways as His identity has been made stronger and louder in you. Mm. I don't feel like you always had the examples growing up because of, you know, you had a, your, your mom's incredible. You had a divorced home. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have your dad around. So there's some of these things that I think 
like you having confidence. Didn't know. You didn't know. You weren't taught. Yeah. And you didn't have aware. that instilled in you emotional support that I think maybe you would have had had things been different at home. Sure. And so for you to come out and say, dressing yourself with strength, right? Yeah. And acting out of a place of strength. Yeah. It's. I know it's not because you're just mustering it. I know it's because God has done a work in your heart and he has redefined you. Right. He has re-identified you as his own daughter because even though your earthly father might not have been there. Yeah. Right. And you, so you have, so I see that happening in your heart and I see it, honestly, the older we get, the more beautiful you become. Right. In every way, honestly, I'm not just saying that because that's what husbands are supposed to say, but it's amazing how you're, I I can see God work in you. Well, and I think that, you know, we wanted to talk about kind of the, the role of a husband in this, this area of. Proverbs 31 or this area of, you know, no more striving, but like, let's be because Jesus is. And I think as a husband, that's good. You're welcome. (laughs) As a husband, you have again, that, that line into your, that special line, direct line into your wife's heart and into her, her soul. And the words that you speak bear more weight than you know. And so I think that as a husband, you can remind her, you can lead her. In these, if there's insecurities, fears, doubts, you see a striving that's happening hmm. that is not from God, that is that is a wrong, you know, it's coming from a place of insecurity, bring truth to the situation. Ta- ask questions. Start start being that, that loving husband that is, <laughs> I hate to say like God, but like God that is, is asking those questions of why do you feel like you need to do this? Why... Um, is there something that is that you're afraid of that maybe we sh- let's talk about it like take those mm. first steps so that you can start helping her unpack why she's feeling this way or why these things keep coming at her and why she feels like she can't overcome certain things or you know what are the lies that she's she's believing lead her and help her to understand them. don't just preach at her you know don't just mm. like well you're just just doing this like this is wrong you know well <laughs> it's, it's hard because i mean that's it's, good. It's, it's also obvious to people looking up. out. Yeah. Heads up because husbands want to yeah. fix. And it's like, I found the, the, the problem is this part of you is broken. So fix the part that's broken. Right. Well, that might not be the most loving way. No, to it's lead. not. Yeah. You got to, <laughs> just to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> just to be you've got to lead and remind and, and ask, ask questions. And encourage. Okay. Verse 29. Well, that's He's, what I mean by remind. Uh, okay. So encourage and Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also mm-hmm. calls her blessed, okay? And he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpassed them all. Mm. Okay, that's that's only a husband can say that in a way that is going to resonate on the deepest level with his wife. And I think have, uh, recognizing and exercising that role mm-hmm. as a husband to be the one that says, listen, I get it. There's lots of, you know, there's many women have done excellently, but you know what? Still you. You surpass them all. Mm-hmm. I choose you. I don't regret choosing you. Mm. I will never regret it. I'll never turn from you. Mm. I love you. You're the woman that God has given me and you're a gift. So good. I love you. And I think that as a husband, that's one of the simplest, most profound ways you can just remember that you, you're not like, you're not a passive observer of yeah. this. You can be an active participant yeah. in the woman your wife's becoming. So good. All of this goes vice versa, right? So right. husbands right. to their Wives to their husbands can be encouraging as well. Absolutely. Are not, you know, Absolutely. passive. But right. um, just real note, I, I want to go back quickly to the Titus 1 thing. We're not going to read through it, but just I, 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 husbands, as you're reading this, okay, it's really easy to say, oh, this is for women. I don't really need this. But remember, like this is talking about her husband, right? He's right. an elder. He's at. He's known at the gates. Right. I don't know the, which verse it is. I don't have it in front of me. Which one is it? 11. Verse 11. Okay, it says, yeah, the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. Um, and so there's a, where's the, where's the elder one? Oh, I thought you were reading from Titus. No. You want to read from The husband is known at the gates. There it is. 23. 23. Her mm-hmm. husband is known in the Proverbs gates 31. when he sits among the elders of the land. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot going in there, but why is the word elder used? Why isn't it not used like he sits among the other rich landowners? of? It's not just about right. wealth, about status. It's about character. Mm-hmm. It's about character. Titus 1 is about character, talking about elders. I don't know if there's a direct correlation between this. I want to be honest. I, I don't know exactly what the correlation is and should be, but I'm just saying like, it seems pretty um, convincing to me yeah. that yeah. the word elders being used and there's also qualification of elders. Again, elders, is a, it's a spiritual leader. It's all about character. So 
our yeah. role in this husband men mm. it's like this is the type of wife that a godly husband can help produce okay not that you're my production i don't <laughs> want that sounded really weird but what i'm saying is that it's amazing There's how we feed off each other that. in marriage Absolutely. and we encourage or discourage godly character in each other and mm. it would seem that godly character begets godly character mm. And that is what, the, what we're arguing and what we believe so strongly is all of that begins with godly identity yes. in Christ. Yes. And I love what you said. You said fear begets, the fear of the Lord begets fruit. Fear of the Lord produces fruit. And that's the character we're talking about. Absolutely. But it starts with understanding who God is right. and how he saved us. Right. Yeah. So I guess a, just a challenge would be for the wife to go back and read uh, Proverbs 31. And I would say a husband and a wife. I'd say go back yeah, and read it together. It together. And read it through the lens of this is these are not things that I'm striving to be. These are things that God is producing in me. Mm. And how do I see them That's being good. produced? And maybe where am I stifling that? You know. Mm. Um, so definitely go back and read that through the lens of that. I think this conversation honestly was augmented as you and I were just talking because it kind of it, again it was birthed out of just my epiphany and God's revelation into my heart of like this is not a checklist. I don't put checklists on you. Um, there's, you know, obviously ways I want you to be obedient <laughs> because I love you right. and I want you to like live in the light and, and, and have my, all the things of me that are better than this world. God is talking yes. in that scenario. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I really feel like it's poured out into marriage that's the only i mean they talk about children the relationship with children a little bit but i think you the, see the marriage yeah. relationship really being highlighted here. and your reaction was the reaction to the opposite which is saying like hey ladies don't you want to be a godly woman do these things to right. be the woman that you're called to be whether that's intentional or unintentional that I, I think that can be the default stance around this passage right and, and it was very burdensome for many years for me yeah and so yeah because that was a liberating. i didn't know jesus i don't think i understood the gospel fully yeah and the gospel says that I am because he is, right? Yeah. Like that I, I am able to be this woman mm -hmm. because Jesus is who he is and doing the work that he is in my life and my heart. So yeah, read the passage together, husband and wife, um, talk about this and yeah, and just encourage each other in the gospel. I think that's what it comes down to is remembering who you are in Christ, putting all your hope and, f and faith and trust in him. Mm -hmm. Um we hope you've been encouraged by this. I know it's been encouraging to me. This is a passage that I think we could spend a long, long time talking yeah. through the nitty gritty of it. So this yeah. was just a big overview. Uh, we've we've hopefully um, elucidated or illuminated <laughs> some new truth in your heart right. as God's word bears its weight on our hearts. So Selena, uh, I would love it if you just pray over over okay. <laughs> the listeners and particularly sure. the wives, yeah. and um, and then I'll, we'll close this out. God, thank you so much for your word um, that paints a beautiful picture. Of, of who we can be because of you. I thank you for the fruit that you are producing in the couples here. Um, I pray that wives would be uh, unburdened and liberated and felt um, given freedom in areas that maybe they were striving. God, that they would find peace and rest and assurance in areas that may have been uh, burdensome and heavy and daunting <laughs> and things that would weigh them down and would, would blind them. God, I pray that there would just be, there would be vision. There would be, um, freedom and confidence, uh, and faith God in, in the purposes that you are producing in them and that you have the purposes uh, that you have for them right now. God, we love you so much and thank you for this time in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Mm -hmm. This episode is... In the can. It's been a true joy. Anyway, we will see you again in about seven <laughs> days. And until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.